Hello. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Platicast, an audio collage that's as processy, creative, intuitive, and messy as its creators. As queer Chicana traviesas, we're here to reclaim our voices, our process, and our coyote medicine, and we invite you to step out of the realm of the ordinary and take a deep dive into the mystery of what wants to be. been a while since Melissa and I have recorded together and we decided to do a bit of review on the Matrix Resurrections film and it's not so much a review like a you know movie critic review but it's more of a review on the meanings and symbols and messages that each of us took from the film. Since it was a long uh, discussion between us we're going to break it up into a few parts, maybe two, maybe three, depending on how it flows. So I hope you enjoy. I think it feels like I've spent most of the time trying to, like I said, survive. <laughs> so it's hard to get to the mic and record a podcast episode. Just yeah. adjustments and changes and it's so much. But yeah, we're here and kicking around some ideas about what movies or documentaries we can talk about. And one that we both just happened to have watched already was matrix resurrections Mm -hmm. okay and in full disclosure i've only watched the first one like millions of times the second one once maybe twice but i really wasn't into it and the third one i didn't even bother to watch so i had to watch some youtube reviews before i watched resurrections Mm -hmm. (laughs) how about you yeah i have the um do people watch DVDs still? Because <laughs> I bought all three of them and I found all three of them at like Goodwills. And <laughs> I was so happy that I had found them. They were like brand new in the plastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I usually watch um, the Matrix trilogy like every year, at least once a year. And last year was the first time my daughter saw it. I was like begging her you have to watch the matrix and she was just like no that's old and but she did sit down and we watched all three of them I can't remember what I think it was actually during Christmas holiday when we watched them like this Christmas this last Christmas no like last year I think it was last year I can't believe she hadn't seen it no oh my gosh yeah she liked it a lot okay but I think because she comes from a different generation, 
it's a little bit, you know, she can only comprehend so much, I guess, because she's asking questions like, why are they going and transporting themselves through these phone booths? And <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to explain that to her. Well, yeah, there's a, in one of the early scenes where Neo's getting a text and I was like, oh, right. Because when the original came out, we didn't have yeah. that. We didn't have smartphones or That's we right. barely had cell phones. I, I, I can't. <laughs> Can I just say, I felt really, I felt my age even more watching this. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't get it. Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. This is, there's some, there's some information here, but I just kind of don't get the storyline. Um, yeah. I, I also see that the, a lot of it is like repeated stuff mm -hmm. and they've just made it they modernized it for this film it's like um, right there's a, several scenes in there that were like from the old matrix movies mm -hmm. and i didn't get that the first time around the second time around i was like oh it's because it's the program and mm -hmm. so she, they're watching the program that was written right. but it looks different right so no wonder yeah. like the dialogue and the scenes all all sound the same and look the same except people are different in it right right and what made it hard the first time was that thing that happens with movies where i can't understand what people are saying mm -hmm. because it's soft like the dialogue is really soft oh, and i'm like what yeah. what would what they say mm -hmm. and i thought i was just old maybe it is that <laughs> but i heard it's just a thing that happens mm -hmm. in the movie industry now with yeah. audio people are not the priority. Wow. And I so I'm like, oh, that makes sense about why I cannot understand um, dialogue in movies anymore. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. When, but second time around, I was in, I was by myself on the laptop and I'm like, oh, I, okay, I understand it so much more. There was so much I was losing in not being able to hear the dialogue the first time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it made more sense to me the second time, second time around. Yeah, there is a difference when you're watching it on the TV screen, you know, with your family or partner, whatever, versus just yourself on the computer. Definitely a difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, minimal, you can go back and like, go, wait, what was that? And just scrub it back a few right. seconds, right? <laughs> right. But the, I think the original, the first one came out in like 99 or something like that. Yeah. And it's been a long time. That was a long was a, gap. 23 years ago. Wow. And I mean, a young person, a 19-year-old watching this wasn't born when the original Matrix came out. Right. That blows me. That Yeah. <laughs> that blows me away. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the this thing about feeling so old watching it, and I feel like that resonated with me throughout the whole movie mm. because it was like all the fight scenes looked exhausting to me. Like when I was in my 20s, it was like it was exciting. It was thrilling. It was invigorating. 
And right. now I was just like, oh my God, that, oh God, that must hurt. Or wow, my back hurts or my knees hurt just <laughs> looking at this, right? Yeah. Or like, God, I can't imagine my body moving that way anymore. So that's one level in which I felt mm-hmm. my age. But the other was looking at Neo and looking at Trinity and they're older, like mm-hmm. visibly older and thinking like, oh my God, it's like we've all aged we've all grown up together and now here are these characters who have grown up kind of lifetime with us and and what they're going through because like there's this way that neo just looks so tired he's so tired and i'm like oh my god i relate to this i relate to this so much um there's so many scenes where he's saying like, uh, you know, I don't want to do this or I don't want to fight anymore. Mm -hmm. Or he's feeling um, like he looks dazed in the first part. Like, like he's not really sure what's going on. He's gone through a lot in his life, you know, having, having a mental breakdown, being a suicide survivor. And I just thought, I mean, there's just so much of that that I relate to that I thought, oh my God, so what's, it made me stop and think about, well, what's been going on in my life for the last 23 years? And mm-hmm. I feel fucking tired, yeah. you know? Right. And just how, how, how tiring it's been, mm-hmm. especially in these last two years. Yeah, um, The dojo scene, right? where Morpheus is inviting him to fight again. And he's like, oh right. God, I don't want to fight. And right. that in that moment, the first time around, I was like, yeah, me neither. Like, I'm cool if you just walk away. Like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to do a whole fight scene. I get it. I'm exhausted. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I totally get that piece. And I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because I'm, I'm probably going to skip a big portion of the beginning, but the uh, character Niobe, Niobe mm-hmm. I could relate to her. She's old. <laughs> She's kind of like jaded and a little resentful towards Neo and the whole situation. But she, and she seems alone in that new, what was it called? I, Io? I think so. New, yeah. The new Zion. Mm-hmm. And she's seems a little bit bitter, you know, about the situation they're in. But also there's other part of her where she's, it seems like they've befriended these machines, some mm-hmm. of them that are assisting them. Yeah. And like um, building these greenhouses and growing strawberries. And um, so she's kind of made her own life in a, that type of community, but she's not very trusting like she doesn't trust neo she didn't believe in the one like she said that straight out she's like i never believed in the one neo being the one and i was just like yeah there's like some there's some definite life that she lived and some wisdom behind it of um that could easily be an illusion where you believe in someone so that's going to save you. But you get to a point where it's like, you, you know, there's not just one person that's going to come and save you. Mm -hmm. 
So I definitely could relate. And she just looked tired too. (laughs) (laughs) And it just was weird seeing her older than Neo and Trinity. They Mm. still kind of looked younger compared to her. She was like, somehow they stayed younger in their incubation, those pods. And she was living life all that time. Yeah, there was a moment, you know, when Neo first comes through and he's in that room where he's meeting Morpheus with the movie playing in the background. And they and and they're saying, like, yeah, there's like it's been 60 years and you haven't you've aged slower. Yeah. Right. And so so she's she's the representative of those 60 years. Like you see what the 60 years looks like. Right. And, and she's the one that's not in the matrix. Right. She's in the I don't even know what she's in Zion, the underground, the real world where it's like this ravaged wasteland of machinery and they have to (laughs) so she's living what i guess the real world and they still lived in the dream where they were where neo was continuously taking that blue pill Mm -hmm. which i thought was really interesting (laughs) and something else i noticed was even in the illusion him and trinity were still living a pretty good privileged life even though they were unhappy because they weren't doing their life's passion and you know they were kind of in situations that weren't making them very happy um so i thought that was interesting to be woken up and rebirthed again Mm -hmm. by going back into that pod was Mm -hmm. interesting to me Did you understand the storyline about why he went back or why he was brought back into the matrix? Hmm. That part, I couldn't piece that one together. I had two thoughts. One is, did he set it up that way and kind of plant these reminders somehow so that he could make his way back? Or did he really just have this amnesia kind of thing that happens when you get caught up? in living life that way Hmm. that part is really relatable is that sort of amnesia to like awakening to something but then kind of sliding back into like the comfort zone of like oh this is easier though well yeah (laughs) keep taking the blue pill (laughs) right and that's the thing that the at the end the analyst was mentioning it's so much easier to control people because they'll always like choose their comfort. Mm. Like what's, well, not their comfort, but what's um, consistent or stable, like um, predictable, right? right? Convenience, maybe was the word. Mm. Certainty, the sheeple. Yeah. And I think because maybe he was like awakened before, he couldn't continue that charade, I guess. Right. It's kind of like, putting on the mask and knowing that it's the mask, but then getting to a point where you're like, I'm tired of wearing this fake thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the the thing is, you know, this, my assumption is that's what the nervous breakdowns were, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's with the suicide attempts, like trying to kill yourself from this right. illusion, having these nervous breakdowns. And then the analyst and other uh, co-conspirators pulling him back in to make sure he stays there. Mm-hmm. Right. So even <laughs> as a therapist, this was kind of a hard movie to watch. because I was like, man, this analyst is really making us look bad. And I had to even question my own. <laughs> way of working i'm like wait (laughs) yeah that crossed my mind too (laughs) like how much of the work i do you know keeps people asleep like what the hell (laughs) i know i was like wait is therapy bad for you now (laughs) wow but that was a trip watching that first scene with the analyst and neo and the way he's talking about oh, well, this is, you know, the anger you have and you were projecting this and um, which makes sense because that's such a safety coping mechanism for your own brain. But you you couldn't even talk about this in in the beginning. But now that you can, this is a sign of progress. And I was like, fuck, that sounds like everything I say in therapy. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, that's scary. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's probably what's going on. Like. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's just um it caused me to stop and think again about my role and how I do my work. I think it's I think it's always good to do that anyway, but this movie definitely prompted it. So that was kind of disappointing. Like, why did they get the new, the um, the real Morpheus? Why did they change that up? The the Morpheus that was in this film was a, oh God, what do they call it? I'm so bad with terms. He's a... Um, sentient or something? Sentient being? Yeah, he's a combination of Morpheus and oh, the agent. The agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agent Smith. And so he's not fully just Morpheus. He's a a creation of the book. He's a program, a code of both of them. And this is where not watching the whole thing maybe is where it gets me is because I'm like, did Morpheus die then? Yeah. Okay. He did in the last, in the third one. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's an important piece. Mm And I have to say, the clothes that they gave Morpheus in this movie, oh my god, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the colors. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess I kind of miss the characters' dynamics, even, and they're a little off for me. I mean, what are you going to do? Time goes on and you need new people to take on those characters. Yeah. He um you mentioned the the aging of Niobe, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's a lot more elders in this movie. Because mm. before I think it was just the Oracle. Yeah. But there was a few more in this one, and I was like, well, that's cool to see. 
And then there's the juxtaposition of the the new generation who are saying like, okay, fuck the safety that you're trying to protect. We need our freedom. We need mm-hmm. to be awake. Right. Right. And so we have to do this. We have to do it. We can't keep playing it safe. And I kind of got a feeling like what's going on with this whole technology people collaborating peacefully I, I, I didn't get I was like I don't know about that I don't know how I feel about that I don't know if that's leading into like the fifth matrix or something but this story's gonna turn again um yeah there was something I just didn't trust like with that. them like working together mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, I think they had to like convince Niobe to like believe in Neo again or mm-hmm. something like that Right. Which I think she did towards the end, but I don't know. I felt like there was more that she knew. I felt like there was more that she knew that we weren't getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she lived that life and they weren't there that mm-hmm. whole time. So. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like that tug that p- and pull from like the younger generation trying to... <laughs> keep the older people like you know you have to change because this is how we're doing things nowadays yeah <clears throat> and then the older people are like well we kind of done that just looked a little different so we're trying to tell you that we did that didn't work so we have to watch you guys do it again <laughs> in a different <laughs> form <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know yeah and i think that's that's just that is life that's how it looks, you know? Yeah, yeah it's really amazing. That was definitely one of those, what do you call it? Like oppositions in the movie. It's like mm-hmm. old and young and the rebellion and the, you know, submission of like having to just submit to the technology. And um, there's a lot of those opposing mm-hmm. forces in the movie. Speaking of opposing forces, or I don't know if you would call it that, but there was a lot of, not a lot, but there was a a bit of talk in the movie about how, about Neo and Trinity coming together. Mm. And what does that mean when they do, right? And for some people, it's like, this is what, this isn't, this is amazing. And for the agents and and whoever's running the matrix, it's like, no, they can't because it's too, they're too powerful. Like really intense things happen when they come together. Yeah. And that just made me wonder, like, what is that? What is it about each of them? And what is it that happens when they come together? Yeah. When I was trying to look at the characters through archetypes, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe Trinity is like the anima of Mm. Neo. Mm-hmm. And they're constantly trying to to blend, and that's what creates the one. Yeah, it's not really Neo's the one. It's like Neo and all his other pieces. When they integrate, then they are the one. Right. Um, so then that's why I thought. I wonder if that's why Niobe said, "I don't believe in the one person, savior." Right. Maybe she 
thought about it differently like that. I think that's more along the line of of what it feels like because even though she wasn't in the film as much, Trinity played such a huge part in this one. Like I almost want to say it was a, it was about her. Yeah. Like this whole <laughs> that resurrections was about her. <laughs> Yeah, because even towards the end, he couldn't fly when they jumped. It was her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he, the whole mission was for her. Right. Like he kept wanting to come back to to get her. Interesting. I'm like, is that like about the reclaiming of the feminine? <laughs> I hope so, because that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the that last part of the movie was so emotional for me in um when they're talking right and he's 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 about to say like okay you know you've made your choice to stay and and she gets it like there's a shift and she's telling her like supposed husband like basically get your hands off me stop stop calling me that mm-hmm. and yeah i when i watched it the second time it was like fucking emotional it was so emotional for me to see her. Um, it was like she was sleepwalking. And then when she when that happened, it was like like this light just erupted in her and she just she was alive. Yeah. Kind of living a life just that makes sense to the world, but mm-hmm. not being happy in it. And it was so small. That's the thing, is like she was living so small. For sure. Yeah, she was like doing her passions kind of behind the scene mm-hmm. scenes somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right on that, that she was definitely the main character in this one. <laughs> Something I didn't notice till this time too was a lot of Neo's fighting was like blasting with his hands. Oh yeah. He wasn't doing like combat moves anymore. It was just like yeah. blasting, blasting, blasting. But Trinity still did combat moves. Oh. Hmm. She was still very physical. <laughs> and then the fact that he couldn't fly. Yeah. And she did. And I was like, wait, was didn't she? Definitely a plot twist right there. It's yeah. Like, wait, what? And I got the impression that there would be a fifth one. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it leaves too. it open. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to catch little signs here and there in the Some. film? There was in that first scene, the neon sign outside says sabor a mierda yes i saw that <laughs> i was like what is... i had to pause that right? to show michael yeah i'm like what okay i don't know why like i don't know what that's referring to right and then i yeah. kept pausing the sign that um bugs gets thrown and she's sliding down the side of a sign mm-hmm. and it says anderson's mm-hmm. for those who love to eat shit yeah, and I, I like, know. Okay, I so like, there's two shit references. What's going on? <laughs> I wonder what that's about. 
But there was one, another one. This is the last one I checked because I think there's so much more in there, but it would probably take me six hours to watch the film if I had to pause it. But there was one where they were running out of the building in the beginning and it was a theater. And it said, Root, uh, Root of All Evil, like starring Lito Rodriguez. And I was like, okay, what's that? I have to look it up. And Lito Rodriguez is a fictional character on sense Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Huh. So they're just referencing back to some of some of her other work. That's interesting. A third of the way through it. It's so layered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something too, I noticed when they, when she was, um, Bugs, I think that was her name, when she was trying to get Morpheus to remember, they were in that, in uh, Neo's original room, and they kind of went into this like key shop and I'm like, Oh, is this like the key master? (laughs) And then they went through some other doors. So it was like, there was a little blip of that for me. Mm I'm like, I I know the key master dies in one movie, but it's like, now he's not there. So you could still just move throughout the, the doors without having to have a key master. Right. Right. So maybe that's technology is more accessible to us now. We don't need to do so much to be on there. And... A fob master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't use keys anymore. Yeah. And then when um, she said she saw him almost about to jump from the building and she was like the window cleaner. Yeah. That. Um, window scene there is a window scene and I think the first movie mm-hmm. where Neo's in the office talking to his boss yeah. and I think he's going to get fired and he looks out the window and there's window washers mm-hmm. cleaning it so I thought that was like a weird reference of the first movie yeah and even in the first movie I remember and every time I see it I'm like there's a significance to that and I don't know what it is because there's mm-hmm. so much attention mm-hmm. put into that window washer. Right. Right. And I was like, what the? F-? And that never, I never got to understand what that meant. So it was nice to hear it and see it. Because there's a couple, I think, window washing episodes, like not episodes, two window washing mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought, okay, there's something, there's a lot of window washing here. <laughs> yeah. And then the something I didn't catch before you know in previous ones is so there's the matrix code right that we always see with the green codes dropping down it looks like rain and then there's the rainy window behind morpheus in the beginning and then there's the the little dew drops dropping from the mirror when he's in the bathroom and if you watch throughout the movie there's a lot of that kind of dripping happening throughout it and i'm like oh gosh that's yeah, a lot my, of detail. My daughter pointed out a scene like that. She's like, look at those lights in the background. They look like they're the code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, they got a lot of a lot of things. I'm sure there's so, so much more, you know. Um, keep wanting to call her Bunny, but Bugs, uh, you know, she has the blue hair when she's in the Matrix, mm-hmm. right? And... And the blue glasses, right? So that's consistent. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's interesting too is the um, the agents. I can't really remember them being such like I don't remember many scenes with the agents for some reason. But in the first three, there was always some kind of battle mm-hmm. <laughs> going on. Um, so that was interesting to notice. I can't right. remember what new trick they had in this new one well that's what i didn't understand because they were saying oh well now uh the agents are in like skins and they could they could be anyone and i'm like wasn't that how they were in the first one though Mm -hmm. because they could get in people and take over people's bodies right so how is that because they would they would replicate the same one Mm -hmm. they all looked the same and then this time it's like you don't know who they are. Right. Because there's that scene and it's such a creepy scene where the they use they use them as bombs flying out of the buildings. Oh yeah. That's yeah, that was creepy. That was so creepy. It's like I couldn't like I Yeah. I I just felt so still inside. I, it yeah. took me a while to really feel that one because it was like, holy crap. That is creepy. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that one. That, that, <laughs> I did feel weird watching that, though. I mean, I thought that was a real gutsy move mm-hmm. to to do that, to choose to do that, because that has so much significance. Mm-hmm. or so It's such a reference to so many things. I was thinking, well, obvious, the obvious one for me is 9-11. Every, anytime I see somebody out of a window, I always think 9-11. I know. Me too. And then also just having um, programs within these people where they just turn into explosives. Right. And then that kind of like makes sense right now of what people are being programmed with and how they just... Mm. Turn, they can turn violent anywhere. It's like you're kind of scared to be in public now. At least I am. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know who's going to get mad for what reason. Right. And that's all, well, not all, but so much of it technology controlled. Mm-hmm. Right. Have, right. It's fueling people and. Right. Having your um, confirmations and validations funneled to you in one social media account mm-hmm. to like confirm what you believe and, and I, yes and i was thinking of suicide bombers mm. and people who just commit suicide in that way because that's what neo did when he was gonna step off that roof right he thought he was gonna fly but he was falling out he was falling yeah and so yeah, I thought that was a real gutsy choice. Yeah. It's that I was not expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. I have I don't watch a lot of action movies, so maybe they've done it in other ones, but I've never seen that done that no. done that way before. I got a little nervous watching this because I'm not a science fiction aficionado i don't know my way around science fiction i just don't yeah and so i was like am i gonna get this movie is this movie gonna be too ahead of me now 
I think second, first time around, it felt like it, but not after the second time around. Mm-hmm. Second time around was a little more like, okay, I understand this a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something else I kind of was thinking about was how he's living in that, you know, that reality where he's a computer programmer and works for that company and is taking the blue pills and is really depressed. And it's like, he's fallen asleep. And, or like I said earlier, amnesia, he's forgotten who he is. And then at one point he somehow gets (laughs) pushed into this uh, reality that his story that he's been using to make the game is a real thing. And so eventually he has to face that. Right. (laughs) And I just feel like that's so normal for us to like fall asleep and then wake up again and fall asleep. Like, I don't think there's a wake up where you're just done. No. (laughs) You just kind of are constantly going in and out of that. Wake up a little bit to yourself, to truths. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of fall asleep a little bit. You get used to your routine. You get you know, maybe set on something that works that you use to cope. And then you kind of forget, you know, that you, you could stretch and grow a little bit. So you're constantly doing that, that whole process of, you know, death, rebirth, death, rebirth, death, Mm -hmm. rebirth. Mm -hmm. That was like, that's real big for me in, in all of these movies. Right. Um, Well, yeah. And it's called resurrections. Yeah. Yeah. And they really emphasize on that, the matrix, because that's like, the, what does the matrix mean? Like a mother, the mother. Mm. So it's like they have to go into that pod where it's got this fluid, like it could be like the <laughs> fluids in, a, in your mother's womb. Yeah. And you're incubating and you're kind of rudely awakened. <laughs> into the world Mm -hmm. that looks very dangerous and it's just it's weird to see it like that in the story yeah and even i think that either one of the plugs or all of them are referred to as like embryonic Mm. cords or something like that right you mentioned like the birth Mm -hmm. death birth rebirth you know all of that that those cycles and and the going to sleep mm-hmm. and waking up and how we do that throughout I think like you said throughout our lives right yeah and it makes me think about well there's duality right is that a bad thing like something always has to be either bad or good yeah in that duality and you know to be asleep isn't always a bad thing because you need it. You need it to rest. You need it to recharge. You need sleep to recover. And sometimes you fall asleep for your own safety mm-hmm. as a survival mechanism or or as a response to trauma. Yeah. Right. Being in that place of having what's known as like mental illness or whatever, mm-hmm. so much of the time and for many people, myself included, is it feels like you're seeing too much, like it's too much reality coming at you. Yeah. And you're it's it's 
it's so it can get so intense that you can't even function anymore Mm -hmm. and as somebody who's taken medication and you know it's like the medic for me the medication was wasn't so much to go back to sleep but to I didn't want to go back to sleep I just didn't want to see so fucking much I didn't want to feel so much it was like way too much reality in my face or whatever I can't even explain it but medication as a way to, to to function and I think it also gets misused or overprescribed to put people to sleep. So I think there's a cautionary tale of use, misuse, mm-hmm. helpful, right. appropriate use or whatever. Yeah, someone said to me, well, now that you saw this movie, would you still take the red pill or the blue pill? And I said, I don't know. I'm- I really don't know at this point. Mm. And they said, you know, well, I probably would take the blue pill. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Cause in the nineties we were like, yeah, we all took the red pill, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, give me the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's like a choice. Like, do you want to see all of that and be aware of it? Um, that's why I mentioned earlier about Neo and Trinity sort of still living that kind of Silicon Valley tech life. Absolutely. In San Francisco, nonetheless. <laughs> and um, they never showed anybody that was like really poor or traumatized or they might be living a real reality already open mm. to something. Mm-hmm. And maybe they feel they don't have a choice but to live that. And they don't even have the option for a blue pill because their health care sucks in America. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, that's sad. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell that's been on my mind. to have a choice to be uh, awakened to that choice do you want to pretend or do you want to suffer a little but know the truth oh even that's a choice that not everybody gets oh yeah i was just i i heard that when you said it i was like it's a privilege to have the choice is a privilege mm-hmm. of even having a blue yeah. or red pill Cause sometimes you're just getting the red pill fucking all the time. And it's like, Oh my God, please stop. Right. <laughs> this is too much reality. Yeah. Because if you're not benefiting from the system, you see what's underneath the system. Yeah. And yeah, I could see why we'd be like, please give me a blue pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need to sleep for a little bit. I need some yeah. rest. That's a whole new level of consciousness to me. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> when it was a yeah. trip to see him standing in front of to see neo standing in front of the mirror with a whole handful of blue pills right mm-hmm. and then they they had some power i know you 
brought this up earlier, they had some power between them when they they were both needed for whatever mission that was. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to me too, because I think in the 90s, we were just like, oh, you know, um, Neo was the one, and we saw Trinity a lot, but we didn't think that she was powerful like Neo. Mm-hmm. And then this time around, it was just like, well, Neo's not really anything unless he's got Trinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. That was interesting, too. And he didn't even you remember that first one. It was like all about him learning that he was the one and accepting it and having mm-hmm. to fight his way through it. And this one, there wasn't a lot of fight in him. And again, he looked really tired. And it, he sounded tired. Like everything about him was just like, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so true. I think too in the older ones, Morpheus had a different there was a different energy between him and Morpheus. And I looked back at some old clips and there was a scene where Morpheus is sitting on that couch giving Neo the option. And I was like, oh, man, you know what? That kind of reminds me of, like, therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where you meet this therapist, which is Morpheus, Mm -hmm. and you sit on the couch and you talk about what choices you have. (laughs) So that was weird, too, to see that go from Morpheus, a wise kind of father figure, to this analyst that's Mm -hmm. trying to manipulate Neo into something. That was interesting, too. There was so much to understand in this movie. I don't quite understand where the analyst came from. I understood that they were a part and kind of heading the recreation of this Matrix and the one that really was reconstructing Neo and Trinity Mm -hmm. so that they could be back asleep. And But I'm like, wait, if they were... Why did they need to be de- uh, reconstructed? If they were not even around, why bring them around again? That I was missing some things there. Right. Yeah. And where did he come from? Where did this analyst come from? I guess a new program to try to keep keep them asleep. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny to me because I view therapy as waking you up. Helping you wake up, not go to sleep. Me too. So it's it's an interesting. But again, like I said, it made me stop and think: Is it really? Am I really? What? what? Like, damn. Unless it's like old beliefs making its way through. Like mm-hmm. you know, people in the past have always looked down on therapy, and and maybe it's another. You know, there's lots of people, even religious people, that think therapy is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> So you just got to pray that, harder. Yeah. Yeah. Pray harder. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I know in my consent, maybe over this last year, a couple of years, when I first meet someone, one of the piece, one of the things I have in my consent is that you might feel like irritable mm-hmm. or foggy because you can't unsee what you see. You can't yeah. unknow what you're what you're going to know about yourself. Yeah. And you might not like what you see. So 
do you consent to to go through this knowing that because it can be very unpleasant Mm -hmm. before anything gets pleasant (laughs) exactly oh yeah even at first you know when you think oh this therapist doesn't know what they're talking about (laughs) yeah Uh, and granted some don't they're, they're probably just hitting on something that hasn't been looked under yet (laughs) oh yeah 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 have you had that happen where maybe not it's a therapist it could be anybody a teacher a mentor oh yeah who have they've said something you're like whatever and then like later on you're like oh Mm -hmm. that's what that was (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah like even with um you know past clients that I had for energy work I started I started including this little printout every time they ended a session. I sent them home with this printout, and the printout was just a whole list of things they might experience because you worked internally and you might have opened up things and saw things, and um, you know you have to take care of yourself after that session. That's so, so cool. <laughs> it's thanks for listening and we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or if you'd like to share your thoughts hop on over to our website at platicas.com that's p-l-a-t-i-c-a-s-t.com or send us an email platicas at gmail.com Thank you.